Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. Inspiration, insights, and ideas for your business and your journey. Hi, and welcome to Boost Power Podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Wiersma. Today is the first day of the rest of your life, and it's going to be a good one. Today, Joni Inman is in the house, and I tell you, of all the humans I've met, and I've met a lot over my many, many years, she combines leadership in so many different ways. Um, I've seen her in action. I've worked with her as one of my sponsors. I've worked alongside of her. She has helped me hire staff. Um, so many things along the path, but in every way, I've always been so impressed by Joni and what she brings to this world. So Joni, welcome to Boost Para Podcast. I'm excited to be with you, Betsy. It's been a while. I know. Happy to be here. I tell you, you're my favorite kind of friend, right? Because I love the friends that you can go in and out of life of whatever's happening, but you can always catch right back up, right? You can catch, yeah, you can catch right back up. And you also know that's the person that's going to come when you call. Yes. Right? And that's you and I have always been that for each other. Yeah. Uh, I recently got to support you in your uh, election uh adventure we'll call that but we'll get to that in the end um but yeah and i expect that if i ever do anything crazy like that you will talk me out of it but i uh go back to so joni like people see everyone who are successful at your level you know who've been involved in gosh your community who's been involved in so many aspects and people always say oh joni easy silver spoon you know, uh, it's not a lot of work. So I like to go back and talk about your path to where you got today uh, to be, you know, a beacon of hope for the rest of us who don't, you know, find it so easy, right? And I think the truth is nobody really does find it yeah. so easy. So let's go back a little bit about before you were, you know, a powerhouse coach and before <laughs> you've had all these, you know, positions in leadership, go back yeah. a little bit to growing up and what made you the Joni that you are today? Yeah, interesting. I've never taken a traditional path, Betsy. So um, I'm the youngest of four children, but quite a bit younger. So um, I was the only one at home during my teenage years with uh, parents who were a little bit older. I used to be so embarrassed of them coming to school because they were, you know, so old in my mind and they were like in their 40s. But okay, so let's just, I got to stop there for a minute. How old was your mom when you were born? My mother was 40 when I was born. Okay, thank you. And I was 41 when we adopted Sarah. So I am that, I knew I was going to yeah, be that old parent. Yeah, and and back, you know, back in the day, um, most of my friends' parents were, they graduated from high school, they got married, they had babies, right? And so they were all very much, you know, very much younger. But uh, my parents were also kind of tired by that time because they had raised three already. So I got a little bit of a, and we moved from Illinois to Colorado, so separated from my friends at like age 13. And, and so I, um, I got a little bit of a dose of independence. And um, I don't want to say they ignored me exactly, but they, things didn't ruffle them as much as they did with my older siblings, right? It was like, yeah, okay, you know, I, I came in one night, had had a little too much to drink, ran into a door and said, oh, excuse me to the door, right? My dad just rolled his eyes and, you know, they, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. So yeah. they, so I got away with a little bit, um, but I grew up mostly here in Colorado. I, I went to junior high and high school here and made a whole group of other friends. And uh, I uh, 
my first marriage was um, to a keyboard player in a rock and roll band, if I call him my practice husband. And we actually, now keep in mind, this was in the 70s. So we um, had been dating for about a year and a half and we were hippies, right? I had the long hair and the, you know, he was the rock and roll musician. We were hippies and we declared our love for one another under the stars. That, oh, I love know, this. It was, it was very, it was very hippie, right? People don't look at me now and think, oh my gosh, there's a hippie, right? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I ended up pregnant at 17 in my senior high school, um, my senior year of high school. And uh, Joe and I did get married. I still had half a year left before graduating. We kept our baby. Um, and so I, I remember in the 70s. So uh, Joey was born in 1973. We got married in January of 73. And we were the first high school class to graduate from Red Rocks Community, not Red Rocks, Red Rocks Amphitheater. And so I was like nine months pregnant. I was able to finish my, my uh, high school um, class, at, but I had to go into a teen mother program. They wouldn't let me attend class with everybody else, right? Because that would be oh, embarrassing. scandalous, okay. And the messages that we received, uh, me and the other 20 girls in the class were, you know, okay, let us teach you now how to apply for aid. Let us teach you. It's too, I wanted to be a journalist. I had always loved Brenda Starr, the cartoon character, wanted to be a journalist. And all, and all I got was, um, let us teach you. It's too bad you'll never have a career now. Um, you know, we, you've got to do the best you can. And here's where you can get help. And, you know, it was all about how to um accept this terrible thing you know it was not about joy and and i just bucked the system and i thought you know i am not doomed to be a welfare mom why are you you know why are you uh trying to put me in this box and um so we got married and we ended up having two children so my two older children are with my practice husband um and i was working in high school as a secretary at a real estate uh, office. And I thought, you know, the realtors are making all the money. They're no smarter than I am. So I went to night school and became a realtor. And that kind of launched my, uh, my professional career because I was surrounded by other people who were professionals. And I didn't allow myself to just be pegged as, um, you know, a, a welfare mom. I just, I, I never was, I wasn't going to let it happen. So I was exposed to a lot of mentors, men and women who were successful. And I became a, a realtor at age 18. Wow. And, yeah. And See, you, uh, you warned me, you were going to tell me stories that I did not know. <laughs> and you know, when you're in the business world and you're doing things, you don't really stop and say, by the way, my hippie past. Can yeah, I tell you right. about my hippie past? Yeah, Although yeah. I think some jewelry that you shared with me this week uh, when we did meet. <laughs> there you would, go. It would be a reflection of your hippie past. And of course, I really resonate with that. And I love yeah, that. I know. I think that's why we get along so well. I right? know. I was right behind I you. I was 61 born. Uh-huh. So I'm not very far behind you. Yeah, there you go. So kind of that age, right? Good, good rock and roll. And yeah, so um so I was, I was exposed to something, but it was by choice, right? And I did have a little bit of help. My brother, uh, one of my older brothers said, um, you go 
take this night class and I will pay for it for you. And it was like, you know, 125 bucks or something, right? Um, And you can pay me back with your first commission. And uh, and I flunked the test (laughs) the first time. (laughs) It's like, okay, I got, you know, I've got to do this. People believe in me. So one of the first lessons was people believe in me and I have to live up to that. I can't just give up. There are people who believe in me, and so I should believe in myself. So I took it again and passed and sold real estate for many years. Um, when I met, um, and really my first husband and I, he's a wonderful guy, but um, he kind of stayed stuck. He worked in a meat packing plant um, and kind of stayed stuck. And I, I grew through my exposure with other people. And so I just kind of grew beyond him. And um, we, when we split up, and then I met my current husband of 39 years, Greg. Congratulations. And, uh, we love Greg. You. Yes. Thank you. And, um, and he, he was different. He had a college degree. And, and, you know, he was in a professional field. And, and so that kind of, again, it's a little bit about who you surround yourself with. Yeah, you know, it it really is. What are you exposed to, and are you open to new things? So I was selling real estate. I told him, shared my dream that I really wanted to be a journalist, right? But um, couldn't go to school. I, I had my high school diploma, but I didn't go to college. And he said, "Well, why don't you just try it, right? Why don't you just write something and send it to somebody?" So here's where we go into. I really did things the non-traditional way. Okay. Mm-hmm. So 1981, we lived in Bailey and I wrote a story about women living in isolation in the mountain areas. And I sent it directly to the publisher of the Denver Post. I didn't apply for a job as a reporter. <laughs> I just sent it to the publisher and I said, you know, you distribute your paper up here, but you rarely cover any stories. I've taken the liberty of writing one for your Here's consideration. Here's one for you. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, and his name was Lee Guitar, and Lee Guitar called me, and he said, I love this. We need more of this. If you're interested, you can report to your um, editor, Ann Schrader. She's expecting your phone call. And I became a reporter for the Denver Post. Wow, what a great story. No degree, right? Yeah. Still no degree. It was no fear, right? Right. I thought, what is the worst thing that can happen? I get a little embarrassed, and this guy isn't going to remember who I am. Yeah. So what the heck, right? Go I'm going right. to do it. Yeah. And, and that launched a journalism career for me. And I was a newspaper reporter and editor for about nine years. Um, all very non-traditional approach to that. And I got to live my dream. Still no degree, right? Still no degree. And then, Yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick little break, but, you know, I just want to reiterate one of those key points, which is kind of what we see in the Camp Experience Network, you know, that you know very well is I've got to keep on keeping on using some 70s rock and roll. Um, Keep on trucking. I got to keep on trucking because somebody believes in me. Right. And um, that the impact of someone believing you makes an imprint in your soul. 
and gives you that extra and when times are tough. And, you know, we're so about, especially now heading into the future, you know, what is the imprint we can make by love and support and opportunity and that one person that takes that 150 bucks and gives you that door opening opportunity and then what imprint and impact will that make in the future? So you're listening to Boost Power Podcast with Joni Inman. You're on the edge of your seat, hippie rock and roller journalist by having the guts to send in her story. And we'll be right back. You are listening to Boost Power Podcast with your host, Betsy Weersma. We are part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network, women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose. Enjoy these true stories and proven business tips for your business and your life. Now, back to Boost. Okay, we're back. I know you're like, don't go to break, Betsy. Come on, don't go to break. Okay, so uh, lesson one, someone believed in you. You stepped up. Lesson two, having the guts to do it and turn it to poof, you're a journalist. Um, I just love that. Okay, and so so now being a journalist, uh, take us a little bit to how you got into these opportunities for leadership and how you've become you know, this vital coach uh, for businesses. And we'll do that. And and the other second point on that part of the story is not only did my brother believe in me and launch that, but Greg encouraged me. My husband encouraged me. So we can write a check for 150 and say, go do it to somebody. That is encouragement and says, I believe in you. And sometimes we can just say, you know, you're good. I think you ought to do this. Go do this. I believe in you. And so as women, I've taken um, taken that forward in all of my interactions with other women going forward. Um, I was at, um, when I was a newspaper reporter covering Jefferson County, uh, the mayor of Lakewood and the city manager took me out to lunch one day and said, hey, we want to start a public information program. And you've been covering the city and would you be interested in doing that? And so I did. They gave me um, a one-year trial run and said, let's see what we can do. So I ended up being at Lakewood for 20 years. So I started the public information program. Um, and I rose in the rank to become deputy city manager and director of the mayor's office. I oversaw economic development during my 20 years there. I started the government access channel. I oversaw all communication, including for the police department and, and uh, during Columbine. That's another story. Um, and it just you know, grew increasingly responsible, did legislative lobbying for the city. And, and I was there for 20 years. And um, loved it every minute of it, and it was a very entrepreneurial local government. So I got to do a variety of things, and every time a door opened, I walked through it, not knowing what would be on the other side or whether I could actually do what I was being asked to do. But what I did know is um, the first steps to take, and I took those first steps. Well, you know, it's there's that research that says, you know, when a man applies for a job, if he has 50% of the competency, he says, I'll figure it out. And when a woman looks at the same job, she says, I only have 50% of the competency. I think I'll go get some more experience. Yes. And, you know, and I, I it's legit, I yeah. think, because I think we've always been told, well, you know, you've got to be right and you've got to do it right. And, you know, how right are you doing it? That was always the message. I had growing up, you know, oh, congratulations, you know, work harder, 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's cool to hear the story that you uh, were the right person in the right place in the right time and that you were smart enough to get started and get help if you didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all right. Yeah. So here you go. Now, queen of all things Lakewood. Uh, you have so, done them. <laughs> so the city manager one day said to me, uh, he called me and he said, I'd like for you to start a government access television station and I don't want you to spend a single tax dollar on it. Like I've never done TV. I've never been in a TV studio. I know nothing about TV. Um, how do I do it without spending tax dollars? And he said, just tell me what's the very first step you need to take. And I said, I need to call the people who have done it in the city and county of Denver. And he said, just go do that. And that's, and that has been a life lesson for me for all these years. What is just that first step? Go do that. Right. Love that. Just the first step. Yeah. Just that. Go do that. Right. And so I did. Um, I was on during that time. I became a member of the board of trustees for St. Anthony Hospital. Um, got my college degree while raising four children, by the way. Finally did it. Combination of in-person and distance learning. But I was already deputy city manager at that time. It just felt like something I needed to finish. Um Board of Trustees, St. Anthony Hospital. I was the chair of the strategic planning committee when we were moving the hospital from the Denver location to the lake, newly developed Lakewood campus. And, um, and at one point in 2010, um, the city manager I worked with was so many for so many years decided to retire. And I had a decision to make. Should I apply for that job? And I could have gotten it. I'd been his deputy for a long time. Or should I move on? And I decided I wanted to move on. And at the time, the CEO of the hospital, uh, Peter Makowski, for anybody listening, uh, reached out to me and he said, I'd like for you to come over and help me get this hospital moved. So what's it going to take? Name your price, write your job description. And I wow. did that. I did that. And That's that uh, dream call everybody wants, it is, right? It is. Yeah. My initial reaction was, no, no, no. I'm, you know, I don't know. You know, I'd, I'd been on the board of trustees, but to actually uh, work for the hospital would be completely different. But he convinced me to do that, and I became vice president of public affairs. And this is where I meet Miss Betsy Wiersma. That's right. <laughs> you and so, Barbara Hughes. Barbara Hughes, who was the head of the women's department um, at St. Anthony Hospital. And we just quickly hit it off. And, um, and I'm sad to say during my tenure there, the uh, women's department of St. Anthony was eliminated due to financial problems. And uh, Barbara went on to do something else. And I actually didn't stay at the hospital too long. Uh, I decided to start a consulting practice shortly thereafter. And, and that's what I've done since that time. But, uh, but there were many good things that came out of it. And one of them was meeting you, Betsy, and meeting the camp sisters. And just what an uplifting group. And I've been you know, I've filtered in and out of camp experience for a decade, right? And and I step in when I can, and I step back when I can't. And I think that's another um, good message. And I, I like to share this with my business clients who feel guilty sometimes not staying in leadership roles when their business is flourishing and they they end up trying to do too much. And so I coach them. I'm a, I'm a business coach and consultant now and have been since January of 2011. Um, and I coach them, you step in when you can and give it your all and you step 
back when you're unable to. Don't keep the pressure on yourself of having to um, not disappoint anybody, right? If women do this, well, I cannot let anybody down. I can't do that, right? Um, but you can, and you can be more effective if you use the step in and step in fully and step back when you need to. Um, theory. Yes, so that's, think, that's what I've done with camp and with you, Bets. Well, you're always welcome, number one. And, you know, I, when I was young in business, I would say, I'll have that proposal on your desk in the morning. And then I would run out of a meeting, stay up all night, and then send the proposal and not hear back for two weeks. And then when I finally talked to them, they'd say, oh, I forgot to tell you I was going on vacation. Uh-huh. For the next two weeks. And so now as I'm more experienced in business, I say, well, what's the most convenient time for me to follow up and send you that proposal? And then they say, well, I'm going on vacation for the next two weeks. Yeah. So, uh, you know, three weeks from now would be perfect. Uh, you know, I think it's it's uh, one of those lessons learned as you, you know, do it and do it. And I really like the in and out, you know, and that's what I love about the Camp Experience Network is we're not a membership. We're not a bring your leads and sit around the table. We're like, bring your heart. And if you can, in this moment, impart information, be on a podcast, donate a blanket, uh, clean out your closet and donate some of your beautiful clothing, we will turn it into good for someone or something, you know, and then the good builds the relationship that builds the business. So it's, it's been really joyful um, to work with people like you, Joni, and um, our beloved Barbara Hughes, who is uh, watching this from heaven right now. Yeah. And um, we miss her so much. Well, so what are you excited about now? Because I know you have such a diverse group of clients, but I'm mm-hmm. especially interested in your clients that are focused on um, issues and women and educating mm-hmm. and inspiring women. So talk yeah. a little bit about that. Sure. Yeah, I am. Yeah, my business is pretty diverse. I do business consulting and act as a virtual business partner for a number of businesses, accounting firms, IT companies, and, and others. Um, but I'm also um, the executive director of the Colorado Women's Alliance, which is a nonprofit organization that focuses on the issues of importance to female voters. So we have, we are um, a nonprofit with no membership. You can be a friend of Colorado Women's Alliance, but we're not a membership organization. And every two years, we go out with a huge survey statewide, about 2,000 swing women voters. We take out all the straight party voters, and we ask the, the rest, what are the issues that matter most to you? And, when, and then we aggregate that, and we set our priorities for the following two years on what we're going to educate on and share. And so we've just done that recently. And uh, the rising cost of healthcare is always an issue. Education, primarily uh, teacher pay, and um, and the economy and jobs. And you know, this year we had to say set COVID aside, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> because it would skew it. So now what we do is we go around the state and we host roundtable discussions with elected officials and hospital administrators or whoever the experts are on that topic. And we invite women and men. Men are welcome to come to the Colorado Women's Alliance events. And we just we talk about it and we make sure that the legislators who are uh, making policy around those top issues can hear directly the voice of women. Oh, and, I just and, love that. Yeah. Uh-huh. I love that. Yeah. And and what I love is that um, it's research-based. 
so mm-hmm. that you know you're getting a large sampling of women some could come out to some of your events others are just you know part participating in the research um, but that women and their perspective is being honored here in Colorado and it's because of the leadership of one Joni Inman who as you can tell you just want this podcast to be two hours you would like to know more about the rock and roll days <laughs> I would okay we'll have a lunch over that one. Oh, so many things well um we end this podcast by drawing from the big idea deck. And if we were together and not doing this virtually, you would be picking a card, but now you're going to see the card before me. It's absolutely random. You're going to get the card you're supposed to get today, Joni. You're going to see it before me. Um, This is picture perfect. One of my favorite angels of this big dream, big live big deck. And the question is what is working for you? What is picture perfect and working right now for you? Working for me right now, and despite the fact that I recently lost an election for county commissioner, which is fine because I was meant to have the experience. And what's working for me now is that I have this huge network of people, even bigger than I had a year ago, and I'm able to match them up, bring them together for good. I'm able to to say, Betsy, if you need somebody or I don't know what it is, I've got somebody I trust and know for that. And, uh, and it's working well for me. It always has worked well for me, that kind of networking. And right now it's expanded so much. And it's funny because it's expanded because of a failed run for public office. <laughs> well, you know, but there's nothing called failed run. You know, there might be, I didn't get the office, but yeah. I don't think any of the energy and I was part, you know, I paid attention. I read every mm-hmm. newsletter. I was a donor. Um, there is, there's nothing along your messaging that didn't uplift and inspire. Yes. Thank that you. That is what our whole job is where you and I have in common that we love mm-hmm. The big idea. We love to match people up. We love to get the word out. We love to be inclusive of all opinions and all people. And I think that's why we love each other. And that's exactly. all that works. Um, tell exactly. everyone, please, how to find you, Joni. Yeah, I, I think I'll give my uh, business email because it's so easy. It's Joni, J O N I, like Joni Mitchell, dating me. Joni at Joni Inman Consulting.com. I N M A N. Perfect. Well, if you're listening to this podcast and you find us on your favorite app, you'll be able to also visit campexperience.com backslash or forward slash podcast to see Joni's beautiful picture, her listing and find her contact information. Joni, you are uh, an inspiration to me. I know we have so many more great things we will do together on this earth. I'm glad we're in and out with each other. And right now we're in and that's a good fun time for both of us. It is. I love the uh, ebb and flow of life and it's fun staying in contact with such an incredible individual. And now that I know the rock and roll past, I love you even more. I loved you (laughs) anyway, but the rock and roll past is totally inspiring as we keep on trucking together. (laughs) There are some stories that involve Uh, tear gas and other things. Yeah. (laughs) Oh gosh. And and we will have another podcast called The Inside Story of the Tear Gas and Joni Inman. Thank you all for listening to Boost Power Podcast. You know, our philosophy is today is the first day of the rest of your life. It's your life. You get to pick. And that's why we showcase inspiring women that have something to say. And there's a reason you heard Joni's story today, right? From mom 17 in the learn how to get welfare class to incredible community leader and uh, just 
just one of the most inspirational people I've ever met. So Joni, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And for all of you, please share Boost Power Podcast with anyone looking for our inspiration and our uplifting energy. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and we will be providing another great story. So stay tuned. This is your host, Betsy Wearsma. Thank you for listening to Boost Power Podcast and plugging into stories from the journey of business and life. Our music today is by singer-songwriter Megan Burt. We are recorded at Cinder Sound Studios and we're part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network. Women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose. Learn more at globalsisterhoodpodcastnetwork.com.